again to another edition of the Red Reporter Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, PK, and alongside me this week, we have Wick and Eric. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. I'm looking forward to hearing the new intro music for the second week. Uh, yeah. Again. So, yes, I am, I am, <laughs> I am psyched about week two of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Yeah, I'm curious to see how uh, this goes as we try and record as we watch a game. So <laughs> yeah. this will be a fun experience. Yeah, it, was, it was a little bit easier last week because the game ended so early that we were able to uh, get our recording done done afterwards. We had plenty of time. But this week we're smack dab in the middle of uh, Reds Pirates. So we're recording this on uh, Monday night. So it's uh, Brandon Finnegan against uh, Tyler Glasnow. We're somewhere... We're in the still in the second inning, so Glasnow is done. Glasnow is out. Uh, it's obviously if you're listening to this, this game has already ended. But uh, if if you uh, hear any crazy reactions in the background and that seem like they're out of nowhere, that's that's what's going on. Yeah, so, so it's, uh, uh, <laughs> it's a it's, it's a it's a Rob Manfred special right now. It's uh, an hour exactly into the game, and we're in the top of the second. Um, Tyler Glasnow <laughs> threw, uh, threw, I think, like 64 pitches to get through uh, five outs and walked uh, basically everybody in the Cincinnati lineup. So if you're uh, frustrated by what you've seen from the likes of Cody Reed and or Robert Stevenson, uh, at least let it be known that there are other teams that have very highly touted, touted pitching prospects who can't quite find the point. So It's a good point. It's a good point. So uh, let's just... I, uh, Yeah, I was going to say I mentioned in the, the preview today uh, – Somebody for MLB did a a poll of uh, GMs before the season, and Glass now is like the number two starter on basically a a straw poll by GM. So yeah, even guys like this can have nights like this. So we can yeah, calm right. down a little bit. Right, puts everything else into perspective. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess just to go into it a little bit, to, the Reds had a pretty good uh, opening week. So they uh, played a series at home against the Phillies and then went to St. Louis. Uh, won both of those series two games to one, so they are 4-2 and two at this point. They are leading the NL Central as we record this, which is probably not something I would have expected <laughs> to say a week ago. Um, but I, I think for me, it's not just that they've, you know, they've won four of their first six games you know, fine. They they started out, you know, almost that good last year too, but just the the manner of which that they've been able to win these games, they're not they haven't been blowing these teams out. They're actually winning winning with pitching, which I I never would have guessed. So yes, that's I think to me that's the biggest uh, storyline here with this first week of the season, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the the big question mark going into the season was obviously the starting rotation and. You had a first week where Brandon Finnegan had a great start. Amir Garrett looked really good. Scott Feldman bounced back from a, a bad first start. And you had more, uh, you know, quality pitching performances from the starting rotation than bad ones. And I'm not sure I thought that would happen for a week the entire season uh, coming into to this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you look at how the Reds were, uh, you know, I guess how they were forced to stack their rotation to start the season after – having no Homer Bailey and no Anthony Scafani, your opening day starter, Scott Feldman, your number two starter, Brandon Finnegan, both of whom have shoot, you know, they, they basically pitched shutouts 
or at least led the pitching staff deep into games that eventually ended up being shutouts uh, in the first week of the season. So, um, you know, as, as, as much as that looked like it was going to be a weak point, um, both with the inexperience and the guys behind those two um, and the injuries in front of them, um, the fact that they can boast three shutouts in their first six games, I, I think I read somewhere it was the first time since 1980 that the Cincinnati Reds have done that. Um, and obviously the Phillies aren't exactly a juggernaut at this point, but to go into Bush Stadium uh, uh, for their home opening series um, and do what they did to to what's a pretty solid baseball team. It's not a vintage uh, St. Louis Cardinals baseball team, but a good team nonetheless, uh, I thought it was pretty damn impressive. I, I was excited mm-hmm. about that all the way around. Obviously we mentioned Finnegan and Feldman, but uh, the way Amir Garrett came out and took them out on, on the first – game of that series was uh, one of the more impressive outings I've seen from a youngster in the Cincinnati uh, franchise in, in a while. And obviously we've seen a lot of young guys emerge over the last couple of years. Yeah. I think, you know, echoing that it's been a really impressive series and, you know, you look at, you know, what, what Garrett was able to do. And then, you know, really, I think when you, you saw what happened Saturday when, you know, Bronson Arroyo and we'll get, we'll get into him in a little bit, but seeing that they kind of got blown out Saturday for them to bounce back Sunday and just absolutely put a hurting on the Cardinals winning what eight to nothing on Sunday. You know, that I think speaks volumes about the kind of team that this is compared to, you know, the last couple of teams, because I think the last couple of seasons, maybe you might've seen a getaway day lineup and maybe their heads aren't in it all the way, you know, being a Sunday after you just got your butts kicked, but Hey, this team was resilient and bounced back in a big way on Sunday, and that's I think that's really encouraging to see. Yeah, when uh when you saw Scott Feldman versus Carlos Martinez as the pitching matchup, it was hard right. to have too much optimism, and yeah, I couldn't <laughs> believe how well they played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if you look it up, and you know, before the season started, obviously we weren't talking a whole lot about wins and losses being what was important. Um, and for the for the the goal of the 2017 Cincinnati Reds, uh, we we've talked often, and not just us, but other people have, uh, about wanting to make sure that the right people take the right steps uh, to advance their you know their careers and their performance and their experience in 2017. And what's cool about the way that the Reds have started the season is they're not just four and two; they haven't just won those four games, but it's the guys that you hoped you would see take that next step. Uh, that have been doing it, you know. Finnegan uh, uh, ha- has looked the part of what uh, you know what Fangrass specifically uh, pulled out as a guy who could take that next step and kind of anchor the Reds' rotation. Yeah, you watched Eugenio mm-hmm. Suarez yesterday uh, made two fantastic plays at third base, uh, which is kind of. You know, obviously this time last year, he never played third base except when he was 19 years old. Uh, this way he started his season last year was error prone, uh, mistake prone, bad footwork. And then yesterday he makes a, a great stab and turns a double play with two runners on. Um, made a great uh, uh, charging the ball play immediately after that to end the inning. Um, he's looked great over there. Uh, the infield defense lost Brandon Phillips, who's one of the best second basemen defensively in you know the the last few generations of baseball players. Yet the infield defenses look pretty dang solid so far this year. So yeah, I, I think you 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 can see uh, the bits and pieces that were you know that knew the 2017 was going to be a proving ground year for them, and so far so good from those guys. It's not been you know it's not it's not Joey Votto hitting seven home runs in the first week that that's carried the the team to four and two it's been a lot of the young guys yeah and I think that you know when you when you look at the thing that has impressed me the most even 
outside of the starting pitching has been the bullpen and how good the bullpen has been so far. Yeah, I think at this point, you know, last season we were already starting to see the kind of you know bullpen meltdowns and blowups that uh, we would have come to characterize the 2016 season with. But when you look at the job that they've done down there, you know, if you uh, take outside of Robert Stevenson, the rest of the bullpen has given up two runs between everyone else. So, you know, I think even especially this kind of year where you ha- don't have a lot of starters who can go really deep into games, I think, you know, Finnegan went, Finnegan went seven uh, in his first start, and that's, I think, the longest outing we've had so far. So, you know, we're going to need a lot of innings from these guys, and, you know, you already have Russell Iglesias tossing zeros up on the board, Michael Lorenzen tossing up zeros on the board, and pinch-hitting home runs. <laughs> out of nowhere so yeah Lorenzen has looked nasty on the mound that's yeah, been really like, fun to yeah, watch I think all of these guys are just clicking on all cylinders to start the year and uh yeah outside of outside of a couple of names that uh you know namely Robert Stevenson and Cody Reed um the rest of the pitching staff has been pretty much lights out so far yeah, if you look up at this between this time last year and where the Reds currently stand now, I'm not sure that Dick Williams in the front office has done uh, uh, or addressed needs better anywhere else across the organization at any of the levels in the minor leagues or at any position at the major league level better than what's happened in the Cincinnati Reds bullpen. Um, you know, you look up at, at this time last year, uh, Iglesias was in the rotation, soon to be on the DL. Michael Lorenzen was, you know, on the deal with a forearm issue. Uh, there was no Drew Storen. Um, you know, guys like Cody Reed and Robert Stevenson, despite the fact they've not had great returns early this year, uh, were they're still hugely talented arms that were in the minors. Uh, and you look up at the arms that they have, and they can boast now. Um, and it's it's an impressive group back there. Uh, Blake Wood has looked really, really good uh, as a guy who was a very under-the-radar pickup this time last year and was one of the few uh, relievers that actually pitched all year long last year and was relatively successful. But, you know, obviously with the addition of Storin, uh, the signing of Feldman, which I think at the time was hopefully going to be more of a bullpen augment than it was a starting pitching augment, Um and you look at you know the, those two guys, a healthy Iglesias, healthy Lorenzen. Singrani actually threw nine straight strikes yesterday, which I'm not sure he's ever done. Um, and mm-hmm. the bullpen is you know it, it, it's gone from historically awful to probably the strength of the entire team um, in one calendar year. And I, I think it honestly, uh, the assuming knockout what they, most everybody stays healthy. I think it'll continue to be pretty much the rock solid uh, uh, thing that the team can lean on uh, for the bulk of this year because it's got an, an absurd amount of talent down there right now. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought that you know coming into the season that this would actually be a strength for this team? Yeah, be in the back end of the the bullpen, and you know, I think I, it was going to be kind of an experiment from day one. You know, with Price kind of doing the your closure by committee sort of thing, or don't the team doesn't have a set closer and you know managing his pitching staff differently than pretty much any any manager has in history at this point right you know and allowing his you know closer type pitchers to go multiple innings you know we already we've already seen Russell Iglesias with a a two inning save so you know 
I think there was a lot of room for error here to where, you know, if this experiment didn't go right, you know, they could easily be, you know, one in five at this point because it was just so, you know, and they've been in a couple of pretty close games here with it to start the year. And, you know, credit to Brian Price, credit to Dick Williams for, for putting this thing together and they're, they're seeing good early dividends. Now it's only been a week, obviously, but you know, I think that, you know, as, as long as things kind of keep progressing the way that they are and these guys are filling into their roles, you know, this could continue to go the way that it has been. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I feel like we've already seen Rice Iglesias, Andrew Storm both pick up saves. Um, you've seen Tony Singrani pitch the ninth inning and pitch effectively. You've seen Blake Wood go multiple innings. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, to Brian Price's defense, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, I, I feel like he's probably had, uh, you know, if he had his druthers, uh, he would have had a bullpen that he could do this kind of stuff with long before this year. Um, yeah. But he didn't exactly have that 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 opportunity. I know you, last year, yeah. uh, you know, especially with JJ Hoover getting booted uh, at one point, Ross Ollendorf making eight hundred thousand bucks was the highest paid guy in the entire bullpen, um, <laughs> which is which is an indictment both of the inexperience and the talent level for a lot of what the Reds had to boast. But this time around, he's got what it was that he really kind of talked about often, uh, even two years ago. Uh, about having a versatile staff, and it's been cool to see him kind of carry through with uh, with those uh, those early season pronouncements that he was going to be creative down there. There are going to be a lot of guys throwing a lot of pitches from the bullpen, but hey, it's the strength. Let's see what they can do. And so far, I've been I've been extremely impressed with how it's how it's turned out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that you know it's yeah as you said it's you know kind of. Uh, hopefully it's something that, you know, Price has been wanting to do for a while and is now getting the opportunity. And, you know, maybe this is something to where, you know, he can show that this is something that is an asset to the organization and might save his job for lack of a better, you know, way to put it. Because, you know, he was really kind of at the hot, on the hot seat at the end of last year. Still, um, yeah, has some, uh, has has some issues going in. I don't think that he is guaranteed to stick around um, yeah, after this year. But you know, if he can continue to get this kind of production out of you know what was kind of put together on the fly, yeah, I think that I, I think that he could stick around for a little while. After that, let's let's talk about you know we've been talking about the younger players, but there's a couple of veterans that have been kind of the stalwarts of this team so far too you know you look at a guy like Bronson Arroyo who you know made his triumphant return to the Reds uh this weekend didn't look too great in his outing um you know but was yeah I think he looked he looked better than he was pitching than his results probably dictated but I think that you know for Bronson Arroyo I think does it look like to you that he might stick around in the rotation for a little bit or, you know, what's, what, what did you think of, uh, his performance? I, I guess, I guess the, uh, uh, the best way to describe Arroyo's Saturday outing is it was, it was needed. 
and probably kind of expected and not very impressive at all, but also extremely predictable. Um, you know, obviously we're talking about a guy who who hasn't thrown in the big league since late in 2014, um, is fought through several uh, uh, iterations of rehab from Tommy John surgery, um, you know, and is was doing it at 38, 39 years old, wasn't doing it as a 22-year-old either. So, you know, in terms of the, the recovery process for a guy like that, um, I think if anything, his willingness to – uh, to go through the entire process and to dedicate himself to being, uh, 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 you know, a full-on full rehab. I'm going to give this one more shot, kind of guy. You know, that's mm. that's Bronson Arroyo. That that that's who he was when he was with uh, the Reds in that first stint from what 2006 to 2013, I guess. Um, mm. And and that's the kind of guy that had always shown that dedication to just wanting to pitch and really really enjoying mm. doing it. So um, I I think with with Bronson. Uh, a, I'm impressed with his dedication to that. B, I think the first start was kind of going to be a throwout anyway, um, given the fact that he was kind of coming back on quick notice, didn't have a whole lot of time to prep in spring training, um, and is still going to have a lot of rust to shake off. Um, but with Bronson specifically, you know, uh, he's a guy who throws 85 to 87 with his fastball, but he always kind of has. So with him, I'd be a lot more concerned if there was a wild uh, delineation between what he's, what he did on Saturday and what he's done for the bulk of his successful career. Uh, But Mm. there's not, you know, it's still the same kind of stuff, which, you know, if anybody's, uh, going to be able to get by on that kind of stuff. It's somebody who's pitched with that stuff before, which is what he's done. Um, and I feel like the, the 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 dedication to come back from from that long of a layoff, um, while he was still under contract for a large portion of it with the Diamondbacks, it wasn't like he was like you know pseudo retired and decided to come back and give it another run. Um, I, I think it shows that he's serious about this. It's not some cameo. And I feel like with Arroyo, I'm I'm, I'm willing to give him a longer lease than just one start to find out. The question mm-hmm. becomes whether or not like it's a, it's a wise decision from the Reds end, uh, you know, from the, from the support Bronson Arroyo, the player end, I, I'm fully behind it. Cause I feel like he's invested in it with the Reds, how Arroyo fits into what they've got going with the rest of the young starters is kind of where that, that question mark becomes. So uh, I, I'm interested to see what he does his second and third time out. Cause I feel like the Reds will at least give him that long of a leash. Mm-hmm. Um, but Saturday didn't exactly do a ton to inspire uh, confidence. Of course, you know to 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 to, to touch back on what we started uh, the podcast talking about. Uh, the Cardinals have been shut out for six impressive innings by Amir Garrett the night before. Like then they came out on Saturday in their home series opener, kind of gunning to get runs on the board, and and Arroyo just happened to be the guy in the uh, uh, the sight lines for that on Saturday, unfortunately. But um, I, I I'm willing to see what he's got for a little bit longer. I think the Reds are obviously in a position to be able to give him the innings to support that. Um, I'm not wildly optimistic it's going to pan out, but I do think it's admirable. Put it that way. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that, um, you know, I, it's, he's going to be the guy there until they have a better option. But I think as soon as they have a better option, I, I think the writing will just kind of be on the wall for everyone involved. Like I, I tend to think that Bronson's the type of guy who he's not going to be blindsided if, you know, if all of a sudden he wakes up and he's the sixth best option in the starting rotation here. Like, I don't think that that's something that's going to catch him off guard, you know, given just his, his personality and how long he's been in the game. So yeah, for yeah, sure. I think that, 
as as long as as long as it continues to there there continues to be a fit for him on the roster, I think it'll continue to go go well. Hopefully, um, yeah, I, I do like what he brings to the rest of the team as far as you know. You always hear about him being that guy in the clubhouse who's you know taking younger pitchers, and especially with the staff of primarily younger pitchers, you know, to have a guy like Bronson to who's been around who can kind of you know take questions and just a, a guy that you can kind of you know kick it with. I think that you know that's as important than some of the stuff that he's doing on the field now, whether. Whether that remains to be the case throughout the whole season, we'll see. But I think for now, it it's a good fit. Yeah, completely agree. And I mean, if you look up at, at, at Scott Feldman, the other veteran on the the pitching staff, and and you know, <laughs> leading off the season, allowing a home run to Cesar Hernandez, who had eight eight home runs and thirteen hundred plus career PAs, uh, and then surfing up another one to Freddie Galvis, who slugged three eighty last year as a shortstop. Um, you know, it, we we reacted initially to him as, oh god, they're just they're 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 using these guys as meat until the old, the younger guys can get out there and and get their clock in. Um, I, I feel like Arroyo's got enough of a track record to deserve a long enough leash to kind of show if he can turn the corner again. Uh, if the Reds are committed to making that be what their priority is. And I think that's the key here mm-hmm. is they're not, you know, I don't think if you're trying to buy 12 innings in April, whatever, if you're actually trying to say, Hey, this guy might be able to start 15, 20 games and then mop up in the bullpen for the rest of the year. Cause he really wants to. And because he's good enough to actually do well in that role, uh, which I think is what they signed uh, uh, Feldman to be, but now Feldman's kind of been thrust into that rotation spot higher up on the pecking order than Arroyo. If Arroyo can kind of be what it was that they thought they were going to get with Feldman when they first signed Feldman, which is that veteran guy who can be that swingman, pitch out of the bullpen if need be, uh, mop up when he needs to, but be that you know kind of steadying influence in a in a bullpen full of guys that you know, barely even know what it's like to have 25,000 people in a, in a stadium, much less what to do when they get tasked with being in front of it. Um, I, I think they're interested in seeing what he can do in that kind of role. And, uh, you know, it's been a long damn time, but Arroyo does have some pretty prominent uh, uh, bullpen experience. Um, I know that's what he was uh, tasked with doing in 20, 2004, uh, back when the Red Sox won the, their their first World Series in what eighty six <laughs> years or whatever it was, so he's done it. You know, he's not been a full time starter. He's not going to take it to motion uh, personally. I don't think. I think he's kind of legitimately at forty years old, still kind of excited to be there. And um, you know, if that if that maintains better than his stuff does, perhaps they give him a chance to be that kind of swingman guy. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't think having him around it doesn't hurt how 2017 is going to end up in either way. Um, the question for me has always been how much he's kind of been invested in it. And the more I look at it, the more I kind of get the impression that he really is. And if that's the case, then I say, let it roll until it looks like it's falling apart at the seams. So. Yep. I think that sounds good. I think that's right on the money. So um, with that, I, I think we're just going to leave this episode. I think we're, yeah, we're gonna keep it uh, short and sweet this week. Um, so, you know, make sure to keep following us, uh, RedReporter.com. There's plenty, plenty going on with the team. Um, hopefully, they can kind of keep this going the way that it has been. 
And uh, for for Eric and Wick, I'm BK. Peace out. Right on. See you guys. All right. See you guys.